truth, perspective, and growth. This is the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Struggle with depression or other dysfunction and this stuff is going on around you then the Holy Spirit will push and lead you to give testimony to those people or situations that Jesus is King, that the door to the prisons are wide open, that they can walk out and be set free by the blood of Jesus. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the Discipleship Podcast. I'm Michael Carroll, your host and your friend as we navigate God's Word together. And I hope all is well with you and your family wherever you are, whether it's work or the gym or you're in the car or you're at home. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are amazing and I'm so grateful for your participation in the podcast. Thank you for all of the feedback, all of the encouragement, all of those kind messages. I read every single one of them and it really is so humbling to know that God is using uh, these shows to help you in your spiritual growth. So thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for uh, letting me know how God is speaking to you. It really means a lot. Well, today we're hopping right into a brand new series called Essentials. We're coming off of the Who is Paul series, and I really believe we set a solid base to understand the Christian mission and what our goal is as a children of God, stewards of God's presence and image in this world. In the Essentials series, we're going to unpack the need to knows. Every week, I'm going to hit a topic that is important in every life as a Christian. And then I'm going to give you some need-to-know information that can help you in your journey to grow spiritually and walk out your purpose as a child of God. So I hope you enjoy the Essential series. I hope that they're useful and relevant to you in your own personal life. And I hope what we gain can actually help us to not only study the Bible better, but also to understand God's purpose for our life and how to live it out. So let's get right to it. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your unending grace and mercy that you pour out every morning and every night. You are endless. You are matchless. You are the great I am. And our and Father, our desire is to raise your banner and declare the name of Jesus to the nations of the earth, not only with words, but with actions, with desires, with intentions, so that our character can match yours, so that our thoughts can be your thoughts, and ultimately so that we can steward this world that you've gifted us with the way that you designed and reflect your love, your wisdom, your justice, your image everywhere we go. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts today as we listen to your word and guide us with your leadership as we seek to learn and grow. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to start out this episode by asking you a question. I hope you like questions. The weird thing about asking a question on a podcast is you really can't answer me. Well, you can, but I can't hear you. But look to the person next to you if you're listening to them. Talk to yourself, but ask yourself this question. When's the last time you felt frustrated, confused, or downright felt like giving up? Let me paint a scenario for you. You pray, you read, you watch sermons on YouTube, You love God with all of your heart, but life just gets so confusing, so frustrating, and in all of the tension with all of your circumstances, you end up feeling worn out, and you just want to throw your hands up in the air and give up. What's the use? What's the point? What am I even accomplishing anyways through all of this? I mean, sometimes it just feels like it would be easier to not be living for Jesus and seeking to fulfill my purpose in the kingdom. 
Does any of this hit home for you? Well, if it does, I want to encourage you with something and hopefully bring clarity to you through all of this. If you answered yes to any of these, or maybe even all of these, you're in a safe space. Because every person who has ever sought to live a life being led by the Holy Spirit has experienced all of this and possibly even more. So to answer the question, yes, yes, it would be easier for you to not live for Jesus. It it really would. But would it be worth it? Absolutely not. I want to talk today about the Holy Spirit. Because I think as Christians today, we often forget that the Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus to be his advocate, our helper, our guide. And often, Holy Spirit is more active in our life than we may understand or recognize. And when we have a biblical and solid understanding of God's Holy Spirit and his role in our life, then our perception of our life may become a lot more clear. And we may even begin to understand why we may be experiencing some of the things that we are. So I'm going to give you three essential things that you need to know about the Holy Spirit. And these three things will prayerfully help you to function and live under the leadership of God's Spirit and maybe hopefully experience more joy, purpose, and fulfillment along the way. Now, I don't even want to try to pretend that I can cover such a vast topic of God's Holy Spirit in a half hour of, on a podcast. That's not what my goal is. But with hitting these three essential facts about God's Holy Spirit, I believe that you'll begin to understand Him better and start to grow closer to Him in your own personal life. So the first thing that we need to understand about our lives as Christians in general is that there's a transformation going on from within. And this is on purpose for a purpose. You're not just changing behavior because you dropped some vices. Or maybe you got around some different people at a a church, so maybe you think that that's the reason why you're starting to live in different ways. If you're a child of God and you've accepted Jesus into your heart, then the Holy Spirit has come into you and you are literally being transformed from the inside and formed into the image of God's son, Jesus. And there's a reason why. In Romans 8, verse 28 through 29, I love how the Passion Translation puts it. Paul wrote this, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his Son. This means the son is the oldest among the vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. I love that. We are being conformed into the image of Jesus. And the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead and guide us in this journey. Now we need to understand something. The Holy Spirit is not magic. It's not just energy floating around in the air. It's not a feeling you get when you listen to worship music or hear a good sermon and you get goosebumps. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's the third person of the Trinity and he is God in every way. So when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about something in your life, oftentimes it's because the attribute or that situation deals with the root that is deeper in you than you may even understand. Because just like God the Father knows our heart and sees right through us, 
and can see the beginning and the end, so can the Holy Spirit. And when we are dysfunctional in our life or doing things that are contrary to the image God designed us with, then the Holy Spirit can see those roots that are deep within us that are causing the outflow of this behavior. And he will begin to chip away at those roots and address them in our own personal life. And it may seem like the most random thing God is dealing with you about. But the truth is, you probably don't see the fullness of what is really going on in your own personal life. You know, we usually are more blind to our own behavior and personality than the ones that are closest to us in our lives. We have a tendency to think that we know who we are, but people around us usually see what we don't see. And this is why we see so much conflict in marriages and and dating relationships is because you get close to people and then they begin to see the real things about you that you're probably blind to. And the, only, and the Holy Spirit, with His infinite knowledge and ability to discern our hearts, can see even more than the people that are close to us. So He will point out behaviors that are not necessarily the main issue, but what He is doing is getting to the root of our bondage and stronghold so that we can be healed and delivered. It's not necessarily a behavior issue. It's a, it's a dysfunction issue from within. There's roots, there's bondages, there's strongholds deep within us that we don't even recognize that he's pulling out and he's removing from our hearts. But this isn't just for no reason. We are being conformed into the image of Jesus, meaning that all behavior in our life that isn't like Jesus will be dealt with by the Holy Spirit every day, and every night. Well, no wonder we're feeling pressure. Come on. I mean, no wonder we're feeling tension. No wonder we're always feeling like we're constantly being pushed. Because let's be honest, guys, we have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do. But I want to help you understand something. God's not picking on you. He's not just picking on us. He's restoring us to our original design and function. All the way back in Genesis 1, we learn about the reason for human's design. We read in Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. We were created to live, rule and subdue the earth. But here's the deal. The original humans were not trained, educated or prepared to rule an entire planet. Think about it. They were placed in a world that was beginning to be ordered, but there was no John Maxwell books, right? There was no Craig Rochelle podcast to tune into. There was no YouTube tutorials. There's no leadership schools. The original humans were not equipped or mentally mature enough yet to steward the world that they were set over. We were designed to live in fully functional connection to the presence and wisdom of God. And the goal was, as we grew and matured under the leadership and guidance of God's spirit and presence, then we would gain the wisdom that we needed to create order in this world. However, in Genesis 3, when we stepped outside of our connection to God by seeking to gain our own wisdom by ourselves, we threw off the entire balance. 
we forfeited God's presence in our life because rather than God being the source of order for this world and us being in connection with him as we act as his representatives and partners creating order in this world, we set out to become the center of order and wisdom for this world to be centered on. And as humans, as finite humans, we do not possess on our own what it takes to keep this world secure and ordered. And we can see this as being obvious when you look at the disorder and chaos that this tragic mistake has caused. You can look around the world and see the wars and the dysfunction and the disorder that is plaguing this earth. The disorder that was caused by us stepping out of our relationship with God. We were God's image bearers, but that doesn't mean we were God. He's God, and there's only one God. That's what the Bible says. And the only one who contained the wisdom and power to maintain order and justice in this world was him. He chose us to partner with him by giving us authority to rule alongside him. And tragically, we handed that authority over to the creation itself by worshiping creature rather than creator. But the gospel changed all of this. All of the power of these false gods and darkness that has been given the liberty to create chaos in this world has been disarmed by the blood of Jesus. So our chains have literally been snapped off. But now it's the role of the Holy Spirit to conform us into the image of Jesus because Jesus came as the model of what it looks like to be truly human. And as we become more like him, we become more like the humans that God created to rule and steward this world by his own wisdom. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians opens our eyes a little to this. He wrote this in verse 16 in chapter 1. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you could understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Instead of reaching out for our own wisdom, As Christians, we live in submission to Jesus as the Holy Spirit floods our hearts with God's wisdom and light, conforming us into the image of Jesus, making us more and more what it looks like to be truly human, the humans this world was designed to be filled with. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation itself was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. So point one. Much of the suffering and tension we experience is the result of us bringing disorder and chaos into the world by trying to rule this world in our own wisdom and not God's. But the more we become more like Jesus, the more we are able to maintain and lead our own lives, bringing order into our families and communities. And the fruit is the kingdom being established on earth as it is in heaven. And the peace and joy that will come forth is the evidence that new creation is moving forward, a fact that we know that, was hap- that happened at the launch of the cross, that was launched at the cross. Now, the second thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit is, 
is that his role is to establish the lordship and authority of Jesus, not only in your own personal life, but also in the world around you. An interesting thing happened in Acts when Luke was telling us about the times when Jesus appeared to the disciples after his resurrection. The disciples prior to Jesus' uh, appearing after his resurrection, they were so confused because they absolutely believed that Jesus was the king. He was the long-awaited Messiah. He was the one who was going to come back and restore the nation of Israel and defeat all of their enemies. But Jesus died at the cross, and that didn't make sense to them. And the pagan Roman Empire was still very much oppressive at that moment, very much in control. This isn't at all what it was supposed to look like when the long-awaited king from the line of David would come back and establish his throne. He was supposed to conquer God's enemies. He was supposed to establish and set up the throne and make Israel the light of the world. But he died at the cross. So they asked him in chapter 1, verse 6 of Acts when he was there, they gathered around him and said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In verse 7, he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has sent by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, isn't it interesting that in answering this question, he brings up the role of the Holy Spirit? Now, oftentimes people read these verse, this verse, uh, this little section right here, and they imagine that Jesus completely ignored the question of him restoring the nation to Israel. And he was just saying what was really needing to be said. But I don't think that's what's going on here in this moment. I believe Jesus cleared up that he didn't want them worrying about the timing because this wasn't what really mattered. But what mattered was that the Holy Spirit was coming and he was a coming to empower them so that they would be witnesses of Jesus and what happened at the cross. Now, we talked about this in my Jesus series uh, a few series back, but what happened at the cross was that Jesus became king and, and they were asking, God, are you going to restore the nation of Israel? And the answer was yes. And that the Holy Spirit's role was to witness to the fact that this nation, the nation of Israel was being restored. It just wasn't happening the way they were expecting it to. But yes, the, the king from the long-awaited line of David had come. Jesus had become king. We read about that in Philippians 2, verse 8 through 11. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord is a term that is used for Caesar. Lord is a term that to show us that Jesus is king king of the universe. Jesus was exalted as king at his resurrection. He became the king of the universe over all powers, rulers, and authorities. And the Holy Spirit was coming to empower his disciples to go out into the world and declare this. Now, this word witness in, 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 in this verse, chapter, uh, verse 8 of Acts 1, is translated from the Greek word martis. And this means to testify, to proclaim. So imagine the disciples going out into the world. And what Jesus was essentially telling them was to go out into the world and proclaim that Jesus is king. 
Now, it's no wonder that this job brought so much pushback and persecution in a world that was so deeply entrenched with Roman colonies and takeovers because there was only one king who was ruling the land at that time, and that was Caesar. So for this strange new branch of Jewish believers to, uh, who were rooted in Old Testament scriptures, uh, this new community of energetic Jews and Gentiles united together, going out into the world, proclaiming that there's a new king and it wasn't Caesar, well, it shouldn't be hard to see where some tension would come from. That's a whole different story. But for now, the point is this. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you are now under the leadership and guidance of the one who was sent to establish and proclaim the lordship and authority of Jesus throughout the entire earth. So what does this mean practically? Well, it means that everything in your life that isn't submitted to Jesus will be worked on. There's no safe areas. If you're a spirit-filled believer, then this means this. Everything in your life that is not submitted to Jesus, not should be, not could be, it will be worked on. And the Holy Spirit will point things out and deal with you in these areas until they come under the submission of Jesus. It also means that if there's people or situations around you that are not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus, you should begin to feel urging and pressing to give attention to those areas as well. For example, if there are people around you who deal with addiction or struggle with depression or other dysfunction and this stuff is going on around you, then the Holy Spirit will push and lead you to give testimony to those people or situations that Jesus is King. That the door to their prisons are wide open. That they can walk out and be set free by the blood of Jesus. You should feel led to share your faith. Not just to get people converted, but so that they will come under submission to Jesus themselves. Who will bring life and wisdom into their life. The kind of what life and wisdom this world was meant to be ordered around. And this all brings me to my third and final point. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. The Holy Spirit is serving to promote this purpose, uniting all things together in heaven and on earth. Now, I want you to imagine something. Imagine God's purpose, his role. He's uniting hundreds of millions of flawed and dysfunctional people together as one family. And he's teaching them by his Holy Spirit to live united and connected with one mind, with one hope. With all of the diversity, all of the dysfunction, all of the issues that people carry with them, just imagine the tension that the Holy Spirit is having to move through to accomplish this. Well, let's bring this practically together. In your life, think about it. Do you have issues? Do you have conflict? Do you have people you just don't want to be around? Well, I want to encourage you with something. The world's not picking on you. The devil's not picking on you. God is not picking on you. If you are a spirit-filled believer, then you are living in the tension of Holy Spirit accomplishing God's purpose that he started through Jesus' death and resurrection. 
to unite together a family of believers, to bring everything in heaven and on earth under submission to Jesus. And this means that his people, his church, his children have to adopt this mindset and be prepared to forgive and be prepared to be patient. Be prepared to submit to the Holy Spirit as he works this task out. Now, people have issues, and that's just the reality. And sometimes we think we haven't figured it out. We think we got life figured out, right? But just like in the garden, if we try to live our own lives as Christians in our own wisdom, we're going to get in big trouble because we need God's wisdom, and we need to trust Him as we live our life. There's a beautiful piece of scripture in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 through 9 that paints this beautifully. Isaiah the prophet wrote, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I love that scripture. So when you're experiencing tension in your life, and you're having issues with people, are you looking at it through the perspective of God bringing unity to all things on heaven and earth? Are we cooperating with the Holy Spirit? Or are we resisting with God's purpose? Because here's the deal. The Holy Spirit is never going to serve your personal agenda. The Holy Spirit is never going to serve your personal desires. The Holy Spirit is never going to serve your own will and your own wishes for what you want to happen in your life. The Holy Spirit came for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to help support and fulfill and accomplish the purpose of Jesus coming to earth. And that was to unite all things on heaven and earth under together the under the authority of King Jesus. Us. So are we cooperating with that purpose or are we resisting? Because it's when we resist the Holy Spirit that we lose the peace of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But when we cooperate, even in very tough situations, we maintain the peace of fellowship and ultimately God's plan of bringing unity to his creation under Jesus is being accomplished. So to recap, By looking to the Holy Spirit to show us Jesus as the model of what it looks like to be truly human, we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit as he deals with us in our own personal life. And we're becoming more like Jesus so that we can lead and establish God's kingdom in this world by his wisdom and not our own. And this helps us to accomplish point number two. Establishing the authority of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus, not just in our own personal life, but in the world around us. Praying for healing for those who are sick. Helping meet the needs of those who are poor and hungry. Bringing love and compassion to a world that is full of pain and hurt. And this leads us to point three. As we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, submitting our lives to the lordship of Jesus... Ultimately, the purpose of bringing unity to God's people and creation is being accomplished. 
and he is restoring Genesis 1 and 2, filling the world with people who seek to steward this world with God's wisdom, love, and justice, and reflect his culture and his values into the world around us. And this is what it means to live being led by God's spirit and staying focused on the mission. So will you experience suffering and tension? Yeah, you definitely are going to. But that should be expected. Because we're in the process of living the life that Jesus modeled and taught us to pray for. That God's kingdom be established on earth as it is in heaven. So forgive those who hurt you. Be patient with those who are dysfunctional. Have mercy on those who don't look like you or act like you. Love people the way Jesus loves you. And seek to live your life as a true model of what it looks like to be truly human. A new creation filled with God's Holy Spirit and with a heart to see all things come together in unity under King Jesus. I pray you have a great day and that the voice of the Holy Spirit speaks to you in fresh and new ways as he leads you under the leadership of King Jesus. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mcarrollnow. Have a great day. Until next time.